I'm Kitty Pilgrim, and I'm so pleased to be hosting Lucy's podcast series featuring remarkable women who are breaking through the barriers of age and gender bias to shape a new world for women. So we are joined by Audrey Smalls, and Audrey, it is really great to meet you and a pleasure to talk to you today. I wanted to um, talk to you. You're a New Yorker, right? A native New Yorker. Born and bred, huh? But I'm glad you said that because I tell people I was born, bred, toasted, buttered, jellied, jammed, and honeyed in Harlem. (laughs) Now that's the best line I have ever heard. And you grew up in a really iconic area of of Harlem. A lot of big figures came from where you You grew up. You got that right. Yes, I grew up with uh, quite a few famous people. And I'll start out with Bobby Moses, Robert Moses, Robert Paris Moses. Mm-hmm. He was a head of SNCC. Uh, he received the MacArthur Award. He mm-hmm. went to college. He, he was at Harvard. And I was I was his uh, date for his prom from Stuyvesant uh, High oh School. Oh, my goodness. I would love to see that picture. Oh, me too. I'd love to see that. I don't know whether I have a picture of that. That's really interesting. But mm-hmm. maybe there's something something around. Mm-hmm. We we had some great people, uh, uh, dancers. I can't think of the names right now, but oh, just fabulous, uh, in, incredible people in the Harlem River houses. Mm-hmm. They were the very first uh, housing. Uh, they call them Section Eight now. And they call them projects, but we never called them the projects. We were mm-hmm. the Holland River houses. Uh, we didn't have elevators, four stories, five stories from 151st Street to 153rd Street mm-hmm. from the river, Harlem River, to McCombs Place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of culture there. Lots of culture. Yeah. Fabulous. Incredible people. Just yeah. incredible. And I'm in, I'm in touch right now with three friends I grew up with, and I knew them before I knew them. Because I was so young, our parents knew each other. Oh, wow. And so I'm still friends with Fern Mays. She was Fern Walker, June Burgess, mm-hmm. and Joyce Palmer. She was Joyce Edwards. I have three friends who we've known each other before we knew each other. How amazing. You know, that, that kind of uh, a past really gives you a good sense of where you are, where you come from. I want to talk to you a little bit about your, you know, your turn to the fashion industry. Um, I read that your first modeling job was with the New York Giants. Tell yes. Us, tell, tell me about that. I can tell you that it was August the 8th, 1954. Uh-huh. I was 17 years old, but the job took about a week because we had to uh, market, as they say now, we had to go around and tell everybody it's Willie Mays Day at the Polo Grounds for the New York Giants. Willie Mays was the center fielder, mm-hmm. and he would say, "Hey, say hey!" So we were called the Say Hey Kids, mm-hmm. and we were dressed in our short shorts, but uniforms like mm-hmm. like a bas- baseball uniform uh-huh. and we would go into bars and we were really young telling everybody oh you got to come out to the polo grounds <laughs> all over Holland we'd go into bars and stores and tell people oh you have to do this come to the Willie Mays day and it was incredible and we we got to meet Willie Mays and we made the cover of True magazine mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. made the cover. There were six of us. Wow. It was it was fabulous. And, and we met Monty Irving 
and uh, we met um, some incredible people. We just had the best time, and we got paid. Well, that's the whole thing. And um, and meeting Willie Mays, that's probably worth it, too. You um, you went to City College, but you uh, started a fashion career in Bloomingdale's as a sales assistant, I have. In yes. In 1962, I, I have it. Wow. It's the truth. Wow. Where does time go? It was 1962, and there was an ad in the paper that said they were looking for a model slash salesperson. Mm -hmm. And for Christmas help only. Mm -hmm. And I went to Bloomingdale's and I got the job. I was going to be the model for the loungewear department. Oh. But because I was so tall, you know, I'm 72 inches long. Mm -hmm. You may say six, six feet, feet, but yeah, anyway. So, and so am I. So we're sitting here right. just all lanky. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to make the the robes for me extra long. I think oh. they had to add six inches, but they really liked me. They had so they they made these robes. Oh, I'm sure you look fabulous. And I would stand in front of the escalators and model, uh -huh. and and then take the people into the departments. And and I one department was Place Elegant on the third floor, and then there was the lounge department on the second floor, and then there was a a little shop on the main floor. And I used to go from the main floor to the third floor, and I sold a lot of robes. Wow, yeah, it was so much fun. So yeah. then there was a possibility that I could take the exam to become uh, an executive trainee. Mm -hmm. So I did. I, I heard about that. And I took this exam as the executive trainee. And uh, I did very, very well on the well, exam. Well, I'm not surprised. You are such a brilliant but woman. But what happened, I don't think I'm brilliant, but I'm no, you know, clever, clever. Definitely. Anyway, I did very well. And the woman's there. Her name was Mrs. Scudder. And Mrs. Scudder came down to Place Elegant during the holidays and she said, which one is Audrey Smaltz? Who's? And so the lady said, that's Audrey Smaltz. And well, the name like Smaltz, S-M-A-L-T-Z. Oh, that can't be Audrey Smaltz because I was the color that I was. Mm -hmm. How could I make, you know, this good rating in, on this exam? So what? I went to her office and she tried to discourage me about the job. Yes, she did. That's so sad she did. So she wouldn't she wouldn't put me on executive training squad at that time. She said, But what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put you on the five squad. They called it the five squad. These were the best sales women in Bloomingdale's and we'd go to all those departments that were having sales, so we made a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know, with the commission. But what happened? I had a boyfriend who was coming to Washington DC. He said, Meet me in Washington DC. So I, you know, I took a couple of days off. I lied and said I'm, I'm, I'm you know, sick. wasn't feeling well. <laughs> and I was in Washington D.C. We were at the Shoreham Hotel, mm -hmm. and I went into the little store there to buy something at the Shoreham in the lobby. <gasps> and who do I see there, Miss Scudder? Oh, come on! I swear to God, that's unbelievable. So before she could say to me, "What are you doing here, Miss Scudder?" What a <laughs> day to see you here how is it that you're here before she could ask me because right. i knew i was wrong and so that was a lesson that i learned mm -hmm. what was when that? you're wrong don't lie the person no <laughs> the person who's who's wrong is more wrong than you okay. the very next day mm -hmm. she called my boss in on the five squad and said i need to see audrey smalls and i became the assistant 
and the loungewear department the next Christmas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. from model to uh, loungewear assistant buyer, assistant buyer. You turned the table on her, I have to say. I did, it, but it just, it was, it was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good story. You know, you started, I really have to get to your own company though. Uh, you, you had a really great career in fashion and then um, you were covering fashion shows in Europe and you had your aha moment, right? Where you thought up your Yes, company. I did. I used to work for Johnson Publishing Company, mm -hmm. Ebony and Jet Magazine, and I was the commentator for the Ebony Fashion Fair that traveled all over the United States raising money for various charities of color. Mm -hmm. And we used to put on the most incredible fashion shows. And Mrs. Johnson, I worked with her and I went to Europe with her. And we went to all the top designers right. uh, to buy clothes. We bought these clothes because we traveled. We did, when I started in 1970, we were doing 85, 86 shows from September through December. Oh, had a schedule. Wow. Yes, it was a schedule. We were on a Greyhound bus, but it was fun. So I went to Europe, and we didn't always get invitations because they couldn't figure us out. You know, who are these well, black it was women? Ebony Magazine, right? Who yeah. are these, you know, and you say, you know, You're with Ebony Magazine, and they say, Magazine, no, we're not a store, but we do buy. Mm -hmm. No, we're not, we're, we're going to cover the show, we're going to write about it. Well, I used to, then in 19, in the 70s, black models were really hot. And so if I didn't get an invitation to the fashion show, mm -hmm. I would uh, go in as a model. And I would well, not be backstage. Not many people can pull that off, right? Yeah, I. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I do daring. Th I take risks. Yeah. Anyway, I went backstage and I saw all the confusion back there, and then I saw people stealing things, and oh my goodness, it was chaos. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, I was back there and I could see the clothes up close, and and I didn't because I didn't get good. We didn't always get front row seats, right? No. So anyway, that's. That's how I would see the clothes up, up close and, and look inside and just see how they were That's made. Better. Was it, yeah. Was it better? It really was better. It right. was better. So then you started your company. So tell us about Ground Crew, which I think is a wonderful name for a company. And, and um, Oh, I, I got that name from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. I wrote down that quote. Can I read it? Yeah, please read it. Okay. So you, he said, every time I take a flight, I'm always reminded of the people who make a successful journey possible the known pilots, and the unknown ground crew. You honor the ground crew whose labor and sacrifices the jet flights to freedom could never have left the earth. And it's just such a beautiful quote. So tell wow. me why that speaks to you and why you called your company ground crew. I heard Martin Luther King say that at Convent Avenue Baptist Church on 141st, excuse me, 145th Street, and it, Convent Avenue. It was April 1965. December the 10th, 1964, that quote comes from his acceptance speech for the Nobel Peace Prize, because he won the Nobel Peace Prize December the 10th, 1964. And I heard him talk about mm -hmm. the ground crew. Well, then it didn't that was 1965, but in 1977, when I wanted to start my business, it, it, it stuck clicked. in there. Yeah, it was a click there. And tell us your business. And your that's business how I is... got that name, the Ground Crew, because I said 
we are backstage. We are dressers. We press the clothes. We send the models out. So we make the back lineup. operations, right? We, we're backstage, and we'll then send those models out on that runway, and they look finished and polished. And so we are the people who are behind the scenes. You don't know who we are. And that's how I came up with that, because Martin would say the unknown ground crew. That's right. But you know, it's a genius of an idea to start a business because backstage at fashion shows is chaos, right? And it is chaos. But we they said that the ground crew took the took the chaos and made it calm. So how do you how do you do that? How do you go in It's me because I'm as I said, I'm seventy two long and I'm not a size four you know, I and I'm imposing. And when I tell people I want you here, do this, you listen to me. And I have to tell those models what to do. You know, and I'm nice about it, but I'm firm. <laughs> Somehow I know that. Somehow I'm nice. I- I'm firm. And then what I did, I guaranteed you, if you're the designer mm-hmm. and I work for all the top designers, I guaranteed you that nothing would be missing, mm-hmm. not an earring. Not a bracelet, not a necklace. And I'll tell you, Oscar de la Renta Mm -hmm. said, Audrey, when I hired the ground crew, nothing is missing. Why don't you charge me more money? He said, he didn't say it that way. He said, "Uh, charge me whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't greedy. So I just, uh, no, I've never been greedy. But you are competent. So you get compensated, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I like that. See, there you go. Um, I think you're an amazing woman. I wish I had 20 more minutes, 40 more minutes to talk to you. We could go th- into so many other things. But Audrey, I just it's a great pleasure to meet you. And uh, I wish you every success. And I know that whatever you do next is going to be absolutely attention to detail, 100% a flying success. And thanks so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you. This has been fun. Fun. <laughs>